Welcome back to seeing life from a different angle. I am apologetic for missing last week's podcast. Other things occupied my day, my time. So I'm back this week and I wanted to uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for taking the time to listen. I know that, you know, it's busy in our lives, you know, too busy in our lives. And to take the five to 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes to listen to this podcast, I appreciate you doing so. I hope that you're getting something out of it. You know, I was taken to task, and I put that in the, the in quotation marks the other day by my wife, who, you know, thankfully keeps me, uh, you know, keeps me honest, keeps me fair. And one of the things that she had said to me is we were talking about humility and especially about, you know, the as the topic began, I was talking with her about, you know, my desire to be, you know, a, a servant to others, to help others and to work toward helping others. And she said, well, make sure that you do that with the right motivation in mind. And I paused for a moment because I thought, okay, you know, yeah, I, I have the right motivation in mind, don't I? And then I, I got to think about it or to thinking about it. And, you know, it started me questioning, you know, okay, well, what is my motivation for trying to be a servant for others, to help others? And it got me wondering whether or not I am doing it more for egotistical reasons, something that would gratify my own ego, something that would satisfy a status quo psychologically within me, or whether or not I was doing it for some healthier reasons, you know, and the intent and straightforward honesty of this is, is that, you know, during this past year, since, oh, I don't know, since August of last year, I will say, you know, my life has really taken a major change. I have, you know, I had for the longest period of time pulled away from my faith. I was born and raised a Roman Catholic, and my parents would take us to church every Sunday. Um, and, you know, I think like most Catholics, that was the extent for the most part of my Catholicism was going to church every Sunday. And, you know, we would go in, go to 1030 Mass, go home and move on with our lives on Sundays as normal, waiting for Monday to come and for us to go to school, for instance, which I despised. Though, you know, that changed over time when I got to college at Virginia Tech. But be that as it may, um, different story, different day. Um, but... You know, I think starting in August of last year, a lot of changes were occurring in my life. Uh, a lot of things were happening. And I think one of the things that ended up happening was that there was a great humbling of myself. Um, I, I felt like, you know, I had been on top of the world. I was achieving things, you know, great things in my practice as a therapist. I was coming up with new ideas, you know, and... Yet, I think the one thing that I noticed about it all was the depth of loneliness in that space and not something that was very satisfying. I mean, granted, you can have all the wonderful thoughts in your own mind, but if you are lonely in doing so, if you are disconnected from those that love you and care about you, it is pointless. Trust me And that, you know, I've been in that space where, you know, the only things that seemed to matter were the things that mattered to me. And that really wasn't the case. It's not the case. You know, I think it's one of those types of things where we recognize when we do see it that we leave others who matter more than us behind by thinking that we are the penultimate, that we are the one to think about. 
You know, and we can put it under the guise, yes, we can, whether it's humility or whether it's work or whether it's, you know, fame or any other number of things. We can put it under the guise of saying, yes, I'm doing this for them. But the truth of it is I was doing it for myself. And, you know, I like the feeling of being someone that people would want to come see for therapy, that I didn't have to advertise. They would just come see me because I was me. And the sad reality of it is, is that, you know, while they all achieve good treatment, and some of them excellent treatment, I hopefully all of them excellent treatment, one of the things that I realized was that it was empty. You know, after everything was said and done, it was empty because, you know, my focus of therapy was not on doing what was healthy for me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I had moved so far away from God. I had moved so far away from my faith. You know, there were many Saturdays when I would not go to church with Mary and I would stay home and, you know, I would do other things, you know, saying to myself, okay, you know, I don't really need to go to church. I don't need my faith. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. And the truth of it is that's the farthest thing from the truth. And so when Mary said to me, you know, make sure the motivation is a healthy one, what she meant by that was, are you doing for others as Christ would do? Are you being a servant of all for Christ's purpose so that Christ can be seen in your actions? Or are you doing it so that you can be seen in your actions? And I think it's something we have to all ask ourselves. You know, it requires a lot of looking inside oneself, a lot of soul searching to really make the determination what my motivation might be. Am I doing this to maintain the status quo, psychologically speaking, trying to keep things going as they've always been? Or am I finally making a change? Am I finally saying to myself, I'm going to do something different here. I'm not going to be the same person that I was. You know, I think a lot of it may be considered or come down to this one question, which is, if I were to die a year and a half ago, would I be ready to die? Would I be able to say, I know where I will go, and I'm satisfied and joyous about that? I couldn't say yes. I couldn't say yes a year and a half ago. But now I can. If something were to happen to me today, you know, I would be sad at some part for my family. I would know that they would be sad, and I would be sad for them. But I would not be sad for me. And please, don't take this as a statement that I would like my life to end. But I will say this, you know, when it comes down to it, would I rather be viewed or seen? After everything is said and done, I'm ready at this point in time in my life, at this moment. I'm ready to be viewed. You know, I, I'm, I am of the belief that, you know, I need to focus my energies on what it is that God needs me to do, what path he's leading me on. And so I can say, as much as I want to hold on to life here and celebrate it with Mary and with the kids and with the grandkids and the new grandkids on the way, you know, I believe that with my faith and despite the fact that, yes, I remain a sinner, I do things that I shouldn't do, I think things perhaps that I shouldn't think, you know, and I would encourage you, you know, to find someone in your life like Mary, someone that'll challenge you, someone that'll say, Make sure you're thinking and doing the things for the right reasons, for the right motivations. It's more important than you could know. I hope that these simple words, 
you know, I hope that they bring something to you and that at some level or another, they will help you to recognize that there is more to life than ourselves. That even in serving others, our task is to make sure that we're not doing it so that we have the glory, but that the glory belongs to Christ. Peace be with you.